Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. All right, folks. Uh, Ed, tell folks how they can join us on the Internet, please. Well, if you would like to watch us do radio, Uh you can do that. And we encourage it. We encourage you watching us do the program. The way you do that is you go to Facebook or YouTube and search for Today's Issues. That's the name of the program. And you'll be able to watch us do the program. On on Facebook, uh, we also uh, uh, post uh, some of the stories that we cover so you can read them in more depth if you would like. Now, if you would like to listen to the show and you're not in your car, you're not listening on the radio, you can Stream the audio live on your computer by going to AFR.net. We stream all our programs live. You can also get access podcasts for programs that you might have missed. If you're going to be traveling and away from your terrestrial radio station, Mm -hmm. you can download the AFR app on your uh, uh, smartphone, other smart portable devices, and listen anywhere you have a good signal. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Take advantage of all those ways to watch and or listen to the show and to American Family Radio. Uh, If you want to send us an email, also comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. Big announcement out of the United States Supreme Court this morning. They are going to hear a brand new case with regards to race-based admissions at universities. Now, the court has dealt with this before, but the makeup of the court has changed. This is a group representing a a group of Asian students uh, who felt that they didn't get into Harvard University because of race-based admissions. In other words, minorities given preference in order to get into the Harvard, uh, I think it was Harvard Law School. But in any case, there's a group now. uh, They've gone to court. They want the court to rehear this case. And the court announced this morning that it will rehear. Now, in 2016, the court ruled four to three in favor of race-based admissions. But at that time, Justice Ruth Gator Ginsburg was still on the court. Of course, she passed away in 2020. And Justice Anthony Kennedy retired in 2018. But the three dissenters in that case who were against race-based admissions, uh, Justice Roberts, Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito are still on the court. So, what happened to the other two justices? The There's other, nine. You yes, said it's I, four. I, yeah, three. I don't know why they, that that was uh, a seven. Did maybe they recused themselves? I, I don't remember the. Uh, yeah. I remember the ruling. I don't remember the details of the case. That's right. Was so anyway. We're going to hear this again. This has been very controversial. It's been around forty years of court cases. A lot of the lower court rulings have ruled in favor of that, uh, but it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I I don't understand why this is an issue. I mean, people apply uh, for admission into colleges, Mm -hmm. like Harvard Law School, for example, but very probably 
I don't know what the statistics are, but probably one out of 50 get in. I don't know what. It's probably something like that. Applicants. And why don't you just take the race? Uh, why is race even a factor in admissions? Just, just look at the scores of the individuals who are applying for admission and go on that. Is there some kind of subjective uh, analysis here that's put into it. Yeah. Now, again, I, I don't remember the details of the case. Uh, this is this is something new that Fred's uh, brought uh, for the show, so I haven't had a chance to look up the details of that particular case. But as I recall, Asian students perform so well on their test results that they would dominate those being accepted into Harvard Law. And so what Harvard says is, I think they penalize Asian students. And the reasoning to your question, Tim, is that they're, what Harvard says is because of the lack of representation of minority students, although Asians would be minorities, but we're talking about probably blacks and Hispanics, and because of past discrimination, they are not able to compete on a level playing field. Therefore, we are taking a certain number of slots and making them available for, for example, black students. Asians cannot have those slots. So they basically... Even though, even though they may have higher scores. Right. They yes. have to compete for the remaining slots with other students. I believe students. it's not it's not Harvard Law. It's general admissions at Harvard. Okay. My general bad. admissions at Harvard. But... The other side has argued through the years <laughs> is that that policy is racist. You're not allowing us to get in because we do so well as Asian students. So that's the argument. Well, they got a good argument there. I mean, I just think the you know the top scores go to yes, and we should take away the uh, the uh, they shouldn't even look at race as a factor in my view. I mean, I. I I think the this application is, this is should America, be blind. This is America. Yeah, this, I think I think the application a, should be blind. Yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, I, but I, then, uh, then would, what would happen is, and and this sounds go ahead, lefty. Okay, all right. No, <laughs> well, I, keep I, on keep on going. <laughs> okay. So this is going to sound this is going to sound racist only because this the reasoning behind what Harvard's doing also sounds racist in my opinion. So what Harvard is saying and what I am saying they would say is that if you do what you just said and what you, both of you just said, Tim right. and Fred, you made the applications uh, racially blind. In other words, you don't even mention race in your right. applications. Right. Then you would wind up, I'll, I'll over-exaggerate, with no black students at Harvard because, because they would underperform against especially – Asians, everyone apparently does. So you would have the appearance of discrimination at Harvard Why? because you'd have no black students. Why? Well, which which I think is a racist assumption. Yeah, it's just, but that's the one that Harvard's anyway, making. So, well, so well, the bottom why don't line, we do that for the NBA? because yeah. nobody yeah. would watch. <laughs> no, but 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 to, to, that's even though that's laugh out loud, it's also a very valid point based it, on performance. Yeah, yeah. We don't say, hey, listen, we got to have. Oh, you got an NBA roster of uh, 12 guys. 
We need to put six white dudes out there if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna be fair to America. You right? guys are putting me in the position of defending yes. Harvard. I'm just simply explaining what I know, Harvard. No, is. I understand. No, yes. you're. I understand. Which is to me is a racist assumption yeah, yeah. that there'd be no black students at yeah. Harvard yeah. if you did it this way. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, you know. I, I just it. You just have to. Uh, let the chips fall where they may, so to speak. All right, let's. Uh, so, what you're saying is here, the uh, Supreme Court has agreed to hear the case yes. that the Asian uh, students are challenging Harvard on what we just discussed. True, that is correct, and it's not only just Harvard; it's also the University of North Carolina. Okay, so it's racial quotas. Racial the, the, quotas. the universities are saying we need racial quotas, and the uh, Asian students are saying no, we don't. We need to we need to have just whoever scores the best gets in. And that and listen, this has been going on since the '60s. This argument because whether you're talking about listen, my cousin up in the Boston area wanted to be a fireman. Mm-hmm. Applied. This is back in the '70s. Applied, did all the work, scored really high, but lost his position to a less qualified minority applicant. And, and our family, that was just ballistic, you know, because every time you have quotas, someone is going to be denied the slot unless you fit the criteria. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's race. So that has been the battle all this time. Set asides, quotas to make up for past discrimination or inferior schools in inner cities versus denying other, perhaps more qualified applicants a slot simply because they're white. That argument's been going on since the 60s. Mm-hmm. And I, I frankly, am, am, am pleased that the Supreme Court is going to take up this case. Yeah. Yeah. Next story, Fred. All right. Ukraine uh, this morning. Some developments on the weekend. Uh, Russia's certainly not backing away. It's got 100,000 troops on Ukraine's uh, eastern border. What happened over the weekend, some of the NATO countries have now agreed to move some of their military forces into Eastern Europe. Denmark uh, going to send a frigate to the Baltic Sea, uh, four F-16 fighters. Uh, I think Bulgaria, France uh, is uh, willing to send troops to Romania. And the Netherlands said it will send two F-35 fighter aircraft to Bulgaria. On top of that, the United States has said they're going to start to evacuate some of our embassy personnel. So tensions are rising, but when you read the various news accounts on all of this, it seems that nobody wants actual clashes between Russian troops and NATO. They don't want that. By the way, the United States is not talking about sending troops yet, any troops at all. So Newt Gingrich, former speaker, uh, the House Newt Gingrich was asked about this this morning. Cut number six. Putin now controls Germany because they made a series of bad decisions as a result of which the German economy has to have Russian natural gas. So the Germans are very much against NATO taking too strong a role. Meanwhile, the Russians have sort of expanded the playing field. They've now announced that they want to have military maneuvers off of Ireland, which the Irish have protested about. At the same time, their ally, China, uh, is flying 23 aircraft over Taiwan. And I think everybody is watching to see what the United States does. Yeah, everybody's watching to see what the United States does. I think the collective opinion, I'll put it that way, is that uh, President Joe Biden uh, is 
basically not going to do anything other than move our people out. And uh, Russia has said this morning that uh, they don't want to see any U.S. troops in Eastern Europe. Uh, so we'll wait and see. But uh, I, I don't think anybody wants an open clash. What We need to remind people what Russia has asked for from the beginning. They do not want Ukraine joining NATO. NATO so far is saying we're not willing to give that guarantee. So that's where we are this morning. This is a, a complicated situation. My understanding is that the president of Ukraine, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, uh, t- told the United States that they were overreacting by withdrawing their uh, staff and yes. families from the embassy. Uh, listen, I- I'm not a foreign policy expert. I have been opposed to NATO expanding towards Russia since the collapse of the Soviet Union because I've never thought it was wise to isolate Russia and to be, at the same time be antagonistic toward Russia. I think we should have, if we we're going to expand that way, we should have asked Russia to join NATO. Or, and second of all, I'm not sure why we still have NATO. Mm. NATO was formed, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, uh, was formed Mm -hmm. as a counterweight to the Warsaw Pact, which was subservient to the Soviet Union. And they, NATO was created to prevent and or respond to an attack into Western Europe by the Warsaw Pact. Well, the, the Warsaw Pact went away when the Soviet Union went away. I'm not sure why we still have NATO in, in existence. And third, I'm going to say this. I do not want U.S. troops fighting with the Russians. They, and I, I'm not because I don't think our troops can handle themselves. Russia's a heavyweight. They have nuclear weapons. This thing could escalate quickly. I don't think we have any business sending handfuls of troops over there like Biden uh, has uh, implied or the Biden administration, whoever's making this decision. Uh, Do we have any business sending troops over there to be a tripwire to get us into a European conflict? I think NATO is going to blink. Yeah, they, why would they? Why would they go to war over Ukraine? Yeah, I think they're going to blink. They're going to say we have no intention at this moment of allowing Ukraine or inviting the Ukraine into NATO. Then the case is over. Yeah, I worry about President Joe Biden because he is weak. The world saw how weak he was with the fiasco in Afghanistan. Yes, and the the problem with weak presidents is that sometimes they do something dramatic to try to prove they're not weak and you can get yourself into a war that way. And I hope he doesn't because his polls are sinking. I know he's got to do something. I hope he doesn't use a war as that something. I just, uh, I don't see him doing that. I, I there's no, you can't win with that one. Yeah. You put put 10,000 American troops in Eastern Europe. You're not going to defeat a hundred thousand Russians. No, Anchor, I, I just don't see him doing that. And and then to save face, if you lose hundreds or even thousands of troops that you sent over there and stuck out in the middle of nowhere, basically without true support, now to save face, you gotta you gotta you gotta take everybody, move them into Europe, and then you gotta you got a world war. Then China takes Taiwan, mm. which opens, by the way, yeah. which opens up the Western Pacific. To yeah. China, mm. this is this is just a bad. 
this is I think I think we've been poking Russia for a long time. I know I know Putin's a a, 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 a basically a dictator. He's not a good man. Okay, probably has been you know has probably has ordered you know the murder of you know uh, journalists and so on and so forth. He, he's not a heroic figure to me, but Russia is not a paper tiger. No, and we and the West has been poking them and trying to humiliate them, starting with George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. I think it's been wrong what we've been doing, and sometimes you ask but for he it looked and you into get it. Putin's soul. <laughs> That's true. You remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens here. This is a, a very fluid situation. Um, mm-hmm. I agree with everything you said. You, you guys are basically in agreement. I, I don't see any. Uh, I, I think probably be like you said, Fred. Uh, NATO will announce that they're not. I, first of all, I don't know why NATO is in existence any longer. Yeah. Like you, there's no point in it having it. I mean, that why it was initially created, right? So um, anyway, we'll see what happens there. But uh, the uh, United States government has ordered, or the Biden administration has ordered uh, uh, foreign diplomats to leave, yeah. right? Yeah, and their families, yeah. Yes. Told them to get out. So. And you heard Newt Gingrich talk about Germany there. <laughs> Germany doesn't want to be involved with this at all because it's hoping for oil from Russia on that pipeline they just the agreed Nord to. Nord Stream 2. Yeah. Yes. No incentive for Germany to get involved with this. Right. Whatsoever. Well, uh, next story. You know, we've talked about many, many times on this program that the media is in bed with the Biden administration. I mean, Joe Biden can do nothing wrong right up until the last couple of weeks. And the polling is showing more and more uh, that Joe Biden is in deep, deep trouble to the point that NBC's Chuck Todd over the weekend, on the air, said that Joe Biden no longer seen as a competent and effective leader. That was a big moment. Cut number 13. President Biden's news conference on Wednesday was designed to kick off a second-year reset of his presidency. Cap recaptures political identity, if you will. But our our new NBC News poll suggests Mr. Biden does need a reset because he's lost his identity a bit. He's no longer seen as competent and effective. No longer seen as a good commander-in-chief, or perhaps most damaging, as easygoing and likable. In fact, just 5% of adults say Mr. Biden has performed better than expected as president. One of the many lowest firsts and fewests in our poll. What's Hmm. what's that music? I'm not sure. Was Was that Chuck Todd's music? Yes. That's on his... That that was... From Fox News, it's one of their jingles uh, they had behind the. Oh, okay. The sound. okay. All right. I you was thought gonna, Chuck Todd now had a had a studio band. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say Chuck. Change that up. That's irritating. Well, I'll say that the Fox. That was. Uh, but the, what's note, notable there is this is the liberal mainstream media who is ideologically in agreement with Biden and his administration, mm-hmm. um, saying it's not going so good. Yep. And what did he say? Biden's no longer looked at as what? Competent and effective. And when was he, <laughs> when was he first thought to be competent? And maybe when he first started as president, everybody wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt and oh, yeah. wish him the best and all yeah. this. But, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, he slew the dragon. He beat Donald right, Trump. Right, right. Listen, I, I don't think, uh, and I know this is not the reason why you brought this story up, Fred. I think you did for exactly what Tim was saying is that the, news media is turning against seems to be turning against joe biden 
but it's not because they disagree with his policies right, or his right. ideology. It's because they don't think he can push it through. Right. They want to get someone in there who can accomplish his agenda. It's looking more and more like Joe Biden can't well, do Chuck, it. Chuck Todd used the word uh, a potential shellacking for the Democrats. In the fall. This fall. Uh, I, and I, I think that's the motivation here. <clears throat> the economy's in the dumper, and Biden's getting blamed. Uh, the shutdowns are causing the economy to be in the dumper, and but he won't come out and say that. But also Afghanistan. I think the <laughs> the first brick came out of the wall for yeah. Biden with Afghanistan last summer. Now you've got the economy. You've got the people. And then people are getting fed up with mandates. I mean, everywhere. So I think they're just saying we don't have a winner anymore. That's what the mainstream media is saying. We don't have a winner in Joe Biden anymore. Well, inflation. Yes. Empty shelves. All of that. Yes. Is degrading so, so his they're, popularity. They're, they're seeing him now as a tremendous liability to their ideological partners winning right. in the fall and possibly down to 24. So they're basically the media is laying the groundwork for seen, somebody else to take control. Have you ever seen a car stuck in a ditch mm-hmm. and its wheels are spinning? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's obvious it's only you're only spinning to get deeper in the mud. Yes. And unless you have a four-wheeler with a winch, right. you ain't getting out of there. Right. That's a country song right there. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, probably already uh, is. Probably, uh, that, Biden is the car in the ditch. And by, by the way, the the wheels are, are barely spinning at all anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna. I don't know what they're gonna do. There's there's no there's no uh, hope on the horizon for the Biden Harris administration. Uh, I guess you could say, if COVID leaves, like I think it probably is about to, as a big national and international issue, once this Omicron wave gets gets uh, through uh which is hitting everybody right uh i think that maybe he could claim then hey i, yeah. I finally beat the virus i, I don't know I'm, I'm just grasping at straws here i'm get, i'm just trying to figure out something he could claim hope for because um inflation they say is not going away it may even get worse mm-hmm. and and that's you know that's something people see every day, uh, the everyday American. And then Biden's poll numbers reflect people have lost any kind of confidence in his ability. He's not helping himself. He, he thought, I guess, they thought he would with this two-hour press conference the other day, which was sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, they might consider putting Harris out there more front and center mm. to, uh, you know, to try to change the face of the administration because she's loved. <laughs> uh, am I right? She's less popular she, than the president. Oh, okay. Well, forget that. Then <laughs> I don't know who you put out there. It's just, that's I, part of the problem though. I, part yeah. of the problem is this is just, we have just come through year one <laughs> of the Biden administration. Right. There's three more years of this. Right. Is he, do, is he doing a uh, state of the union in March? Yes. yes. In Latest ever. Yeah. It's supposed to be uh, now. Yes. Right? It's supposed to be in, it's in January, usually. Yeah. And they've said it's in March? Yes. Early March. It'll be the latest 
State of the Union address ever. I think they're just hoping that some they can say something good. <laughs> something good will happen. But it looks like it'll be all bad news. Uh, mm. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen. We shall return. How's your Monday going? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the Republicans in the House, at least, are licking their chops mm-hmm. because they're seeing the takeover of committees. And, I mean, it's, it's going to be... This is big for the Republicans if they win in November and they it's theirs to lose, it appears. We'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. The Lord's Prayer isn't some weight set where we can do so many repetitions each week to gain spiritual fitness. Each element of the prayer model Jesus gave us has purpose. We are praying for God not to test us, but if we are tested, then we are praying He would be our shield, our protector. Even Jesus faced tests, so for us to not expect them is to ignore reality. Read Dr. Robert Youngblood's blog, Spiritual Fitness, The Lord's Prayer, at afa.net slash the stand. Well, the year is 2022, and it's time to travel again. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, it is 2022, and we've got our spiritual heritage tours planned for June and September. And we look forward to it warming up and us getting back out there, seeing our great country. And we invite you to join us. We're going to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. And then we've got a separate trip to Washington, D.C. and Mount Vernon, the home of George Washington. So the itinerary for these tours, the cost, everything you need to know is available at spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. We're going to have a great time with fellow listeners to AFR and supporters of American Family Association in June and September. Sign up now before we run out of space. That's spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. Nicole Ravive is the official singer of the national anthem for the New York Islanders. The other day, she had taken up her appointed spot on the ice and began singing the Star-Spangled Banner. But by the time she got to the dawn's early light, something magical happened. The entire arena erupted in song. Nicole lowered her microphone and led the giant choir of hockey fans from Brooklyn and Massapequa through the rocket's red glare and bombs bursting in air, writing on Twitter that her heart was full, commending the best backup singers in the National Hockey League. For the past year, we've been told by the media and the Democrats that we are a divided nation, that we should be ashamed of our heritage, who we are. But the other night, Nicole Revive and the New York Islanders reminded us that no matter our skin color or how much money we have in the bank, we are still Americans, one nation under God. I'm Todd Starnes. 
AFA Action. Announcing AFA.net slash connect. One news now. It's the one click that will link you to so many AFA platforms. Pick and choose which updates you want to receive. Easily subscribe or unsusubscribe. American Family Studio. And to quote our privacy policy, American Family Association will not sell, rent, or lease your personal information to outside organizations. AFA Journal. Make a better connection with AFA at AFA.net slash connect. Be silent before me so that I may speak. Then let come upon me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Job 13, 13 through 15. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Ed and Fred, and we thank you for listening to AFR Next Story. Fred. Yeah, another tragic weekend for police officers in this country. Another uh, killing of a police officer in New York City and also a police officer in the Houston area. And uh, New York City, they have a brand new mayor there, Mayor Adams, just been in there for three weeks, former police officer. And he, he, he basically won that election on a promise to fight crime. Just in the three weeks he's been there, we've had the death of the woman at the subway. We've had and unending attacks on the streets on people, and now a police officer on the weekend who was gunned down. And the thing is, uh, with all of this, in the case of New York, the man who has been arrested in that shooting, his name is LaShawn McNeil, 47 years old. He has a crime record going back to 2003. And again, the question is, what is he doing down in the streets? He's got, like I say, a crime record going back to 2003, uh, both in New York City and also, I believe, in North Carolina. So the question, and once again, here's this new mayor, promises to fight crime, and what does he say? We have a gun problem. We have a gun problem. Yeah. Well, that's just a lazy answer. That's all that is. That's what liberals say. Uh, that's their answer to everything is a gun problem. Let me just say this. The big cities in America are going down the tubes. Uh, I don't know. Uh, going to Hades in a, on a bobsled. Yeah. It's sad to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the reasons we've mentioned here on this program before. And I don't, I don't know when you bought them out because they've had 80 carjackings in Philadelphia since January 1. 80 many of them in broad daylight i'm yeah. not laughing because it's funny yeah. i'm just i'm saying this is it's this, so absurd it's so absurd uh it's listen how do i the people who live in these big cities vote for politicians who don't give a rip about the crime so it's hard for me to feel sorry for them. All right? Uh, I mean, 
they're, they keep voting these same people into office in New York and Chicago and San Francisco and L.A. and these Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia. It's a Democrat after Democrat after Democrat. You get a Democrat. They, 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 there's a war on cops going on right now by these uh, city administrations since George Floyd uh, situation. Uh, they've defunded the police. You got idiots with no bail, no cash bail out there. It's like you said, every day we read about criminals committing violent acts against people and they've got a rap sheet. Yeah. They've all got a rap sheet because nobody's held accountable for keeping these people in jail or in prison. So I just say, don't bring that garbage to red States. Cause it ain't going to work. Okay. There's a reason it ain't going to work. Uh, People in red states are not going to tolerate crime, like like the like the. So, on the one hand, I feel bad for the uh, people who are stuck living in these cities that don't have the money to get out. Yes, that's true. But on the other hand, I don't because they keep voting for the same people with the same policies, and for this governor of New York, she was responding to the police officers that was killed by by. Uh, on Friday night, it was. I think it was. There were two cops in the yes. Bronx. Bronx, was it in the Bronx? Anyway, they were shot. One of them killed. One of them was barely hanging on to his life. Yes. All right. What does uh, she blame? The governor of New York and the mayor of New York, who's an ex-police officer. They talk about the guns. Yeah. The illegal guns, and then they say Washington needs to do more to help us stop them flowing into our city. As I said at the outset, that's a lazy answer. That is just that. That's not even an answer. Yeah. Because guess what? A person has to shoot a gun. A gun. A gun doesn't jump out of the drawer and say, "I'm going to shoot somebody today." I'm committing crime. I'm committing crime today. What these people, like this governor and this and this mayor, don't want to talk about? They don't want to talk about the people who are doing the crimes yes. and committing the shootings. Because why? Because then they have to bear some responsibility mm-hmm. uh, for their the the perpetrator for their actions, and the law enforcement or or the justice system, I guess, including the governor, for not punishing the criminal. Yes. So what do they do? They put it in the abstract. They say, "Oh, it's gun violence." And we need help from Washington, D.C. to stem the flow of illegal guns into New York City. That's the problem. Yeah. And, and that's just garbage. Yes. Can Dan, clear? Yeah. Yes, Dan, you can be. And by Dan, the way, it's Harlem was where the yeah, Harlem, two cops Harlem. Dan British Bongino shot. is a former police officer in New York. You see him often on, on Fox. And he, he takes it to the mayor, Mayor Eric Adams, and he says, blaming guns for the violence in his city. He says, that's just stupid. Cut number four. How many jobs in America do you genuinely have to be concerned that you're going to come home that night? And the answer is, thankfully, um, I'm not many. There are some that are very dangerous, but this is one of them. And, and guys, uh, listen, let's just be clear, okay? Again, you know, it's Monday morning and all, but, but the cutesy time about this is over, okay? You, you want to play, like, cutesy time with the messaging, find another guy, because I well, ain't the guy guns. right now. People, he's saying guns yeah, are the yeah, problem. No, 
No, so guns are the problem. Okay, so let's walk through the logic of, of that asinine statement. So just to be clear, New York City has some of the strictest gun laws in the nation. Exactly. And his logic is that people go and buy guns in permissive states where you can get a gun, and they don't commit the crime there. They go to a place where the gun laws are really strict. Has anybody processed how stupid that is? Let me just say another, that's classic Bongino there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me say this, and I've used this analogy before, and this wasn't original with me. I read it on the Internet, which is where the truth can be found. Yes. <laughs> the truth is out there. Listen, blaming a gun for a violent crime or a murder is like blaming the pencil for a misspelled word. Mm. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Huh? yeah. It's uh, whoever wields it. That's it's whoever it. wields it. It, it. That would be like a... A student applying, uh, uh, you know, appealing to the teacher who ha he's, he does terrible on spelling. And he says, well, kid, I'm sorry, teacher, it's the pencil. We've had a rash of pencil-oriented pencil mistakes. Misspell words. <laughs> the pencils are, you know, somebody's going to have to do something about this. Right. That's about, that's how much sense Yeah, I like makes. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good analogy. You stole it from someone, I'm stealing from you. I like you it. Okay. Anyway, Violet uh, it's not funny. It's it, uh, no, nobody ever suggested it's funny, but it it's a extremely serious matter because this violent crime increase is spilling over into the suburbs of the bigger cities, and people. Are, it's going to cause property values to go down, uh, much suffering to continue in the city. People are scared. They're little, scared to go. Little kids are getting killed. Yeah. Yeah, by as straight well bullets. By straight bullets. Yeah, little so, eight, little eight year old in Chicago. Yeah, gunned down. Yeah. You know, because something else was going on. So anyway, go ahead, keep on defunding the police and attacking the cops and uh, letting the criminals run your streets. Go ahead and see where this this is not going to end well for big city no. America. Have you guys seen the pictures? Stay with the theme of crime for a second. The pictures of these. Uh, train cars that are being robbed yeah when i saw that the picture uh, in the, the los angeles area yeah. when i saw that picture first i thought well maybe it's in india somewhere i mean cardboard boxes spread everywhere yeah. they go in they get the stuff it's like a garbage dump it's it's absolutely incredible uh a friend of mine who has a friend who works for union railroad there in los angeles they've got their own police force union railroad They've got cops out there all the time. They can't stop this. Right. And guess what? They said the, the reason is this, is because you've got left-wing prosecutors and judges. He says those people, they arrest them, 48 hours they're out doing the same thing again. If And, and sometimes and they're not again. even arrested for a felony because no. there are certain cities in, in the uh, along the West Coast that have said, well, anything up to $900 is considered a misdemeanor. That's yeah. what we had, remember, six months ago, whatever, we had pictures of those folks going in with big garbage bags into CVS and other, you know, drugstores and just hauling a bag out, nobody stopping them. Well, it was Governor Newsom to the, the rescue the other day. I'm glad he's cracking down on this. Yeah. Uh, this is This is awesome what he's doing. The pictures show, of course, television cameras following the gov Governor Newsom there. He goes down to the railroad tracks. He's got a garbage bag. He's picking up the cardboard. Helping out, pitching in. Pitching in. My kind of governor. 
But apparently he made a big mistake. Mm. He blamed it on gangs. Well, and you say, well, okay, what's first of all, let me just say this, because some of the videos showed groups of people stealing this stuff. All right. Here's Governor Newsom. Cut number five. Just mark my words. This is not one off. This is organized theft. These are organized gangs of people that are coming out. And forgive me for saying gangs. I know that, that, that that's not a pejorative. They're organized groups of folks. Forgive me for saying gangs. What is that about? Scratch, he, scratch your head on that one. What's he apologizing for? I'll tell you why he's apologizing, guys. Now, I am not defending him. Don't, don't get me in that category again. He backed away immediately from saying gangs of people because the implication is that gangs are made up of minorities. He did not want to be seen as blaming minorities for the thefts as if, but what if Russians and Italians don't have gangs. Okay. So that I I'm guessing that's why he apologized. I just, but it, th- that's ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, th- why, and you wonder why they're experiencing right. out of control crime in California and homelessness and, he was more worried about yes. how people would interpret the words Forgive he was me, he saying said. than the fact that these trains are being robbed. That's what's mm. concerning to him. Yeah. Most well, concerning. They weren't. They didn't. Yeah, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I, I would always go, go with that intuition. Yeah, I was going to. No, I'm not going to say that. Next story, Fred. All right, uh, on the weekend in Washington, D.C., by the way, we had the March for Life on Friday. Yes. Tens of thousands of people there. It was, you know what, the media coverage, I was kind of shocked, um, was not that bad. Really? It really wasn't. At, at least, at, but they were pointing to the truth. There's, there's a change going on in this country and a reason for pro-life people to celebrate when you start seeing these states that are, changing their laws. There is the Mississippi case, the 15-week case before the United States Supreme Court. Uh, We're waiting to hear on that ruling. But there is a belief that there's, after all these years since Roe v. Wade, that there may be an opportunity to change things a bit. So the speeches were all very optimistic. It was freezing in Washington, D.C., but the crowds, it uh, it didn't extinguish the crowds at all. However, yesterday... There was also a Defeat the Mandates march in Washington, D.C. And this has to do with these, like in cities like New York and Los Angeles, Chicago, Boston. They've implemented citywide rules requiring residents to show proof of vaccination at certain establishments such as restaurants and gyms. So I'm going to play you a little montage of some of the speakers at this End the Mandate. It's cut number one. Doctors, now is the time to stand up and save our profession. Administrators, government officials should not tell physicians how to treat their own patients. As a result of institutional interference and blocking treatments proven to cure at a near 100% rate. That was just a montage of some of the speakers there. Uh, also, one of the key speakers, and, and I th- think our audience has heard of his name before, Dr. Robert Malone. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He has been a real advocate for treatments for this. So far, all we've heard from the Dr. Fauci's is the vaccination boosters, right. vaccination boosters. But he has been outspoken. He has been criticized by the left for what he had to say. He was one of the key speakers also. Cut number two. These genetic vaccines are leaky. They have poor durability. And even if every man, woman, and child in the United States were vaccinated, these products cannot achieve herd immunity and stop COVID. They are not completely safe. And the full nature of the risks remain unknown. In contrast, the natural immunity which healthy immune systems develop after infection and recovery from COVID is long-lasting, broad, and highly protective from disease and death caused by this virus. If there is risk, there must be choice. And that was Dr. Robert Malone. It's very interesting. I think it was on Friday the CDC announced that it's changing the definition of fully vaccinated. I think it, the term is being used as up-to-date or... Yes, I think that's correct. Yeah, uh, she's a up- coward. So that, you talk about tension in this country. That's, that's the tension right now. Okay. You see what I just injected right there? Injected? Yeah, that was a good. That was a, uh, I did not mean to use that pun, but it did. Uh, let me tell you, I said she's a coward. Talking about Rochelle Walensky, uh-huh, CDC director. Yeah. Uh, she needs to say that people who don't have the uh, vaccination, the booster from the last three months, are considered unvaccinated. That's what she needs to say. They're considered unvaccinated and. And they need to be shunned from <laughs> from society, huh? Right. No, that's the way it used to be treated. You unvaccinated scum. Yeah. You know. Well, it's the it's the uh, it's the uh, bio, what is she what, what, what the pandemic of the unvaccinated? Yes. Is that what Biden said about three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Still. While he was spinning his wheels in the ditch. Yeah. <laughs> said it was a vaccinated, uh, which is just everybody everybody from Bill Maher. To other liberals are going, that's not, we all know that isn't true. So why do you keep saying that? It's a, it's a virus pandemic of the unvaccinated. The vaccinated and the unvaccinated are getting the Omicron variant every day, all day, all across America. Uh, we all know, you, you listening right now, you either had it or you're going to get it. Right. In the next two weeks, you're going to get it. If you have any interaction at all with the public. Uh, the, ex- so, the expected peak of Omicron is supposed to be here at the end of January, yeah. and then cases are supposed. And the way, in terms of the way it's performed in other nations, yeah. It, yeah. that is the expectation here in this country. But what I'm saying by coward, you might, you might want to wonder what I mean by that. If she, she, and Biden too, if they're going to stick with their program, which I don't agree with. But if they're going to be consistent with their arguments, they need to start punishing people in this country who've not had the booster shot in the last three months. Because they're, you, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, you qualify. They may, maybe you had the original um, shots, COVID shots last spring, the vaccine shots last spring or summer, Well, uh, and you haven't had anything since, then you must join those of us in the unwashed <laughs> 
category because that's what you are. Yeah. If the CDC is going to be consistent, Dr. Fauci's talked about this the last couple of weeks. We got to redefine what it means to be fully vaxxed. So this this idea that the CDC director is changing the language, mm-hmm. what is she calling it? Not up to date. Uh, not up to date. No, 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 mm. no, no. You're not going to get away with that. Uh, you need to say, just as I said, no, you're unvaxxed. If I don't care if you if you got vaxxed last summer and you hadn't had a booster shot, you're not good to go any longer. You need to you don't need to be able to participate in the society. Basically, that's what they need to say if they want to be consistent. Yeah, you need to at the very least you need to say you're as good as un unvaccinated. Yes, because that's yes. that's what they're arguing. The science shows is that if you have not had a booster. It's as if you never were vaccinated in the first place. That's right. And you need to say it out loud and, and, and start punishing people, shaming people in the same way you, you're doing the people who never got the shot in the first place. Let, yeah. let me explain why they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that because it will increase the amount of blowback yes. against the CDC yes. and against Dr. Fauci and yes. all the other people out there talking about you need to get a booster because you tell people who have been vaccinated – you're as good as unvaccinated and you're part of the problem, they're going to bow up and they're going to say, oh, no, no, no. We listened to you last spring or in the summer. You told us, you said if you get vaccinated, you can go back to living like normal because you will be protected. Now you're telling us it didn't do its job, but this shot will. And you know what? Why should we believe you now when you didn't know what you were talking about then? Yeah. Right. But they're not going to say that because they're simply going to try to get people and they're not going to punish people either. Like you're saying, like some countries in Europe are doing, giving, handing out fines. You can't go out in public. They're not going to do that because that will make people bow up even more. But, you know, Tim, you've addressed this a couple of times, the difference in, between red states and blue states. Mm-hmm. We now have a red state in Virginia. And one of the first executive orders that Governor Youngen brought in was that he's going to leave it up to the parents, for instance, whether the kids have masks at school. Mom and Dad, you decide. Yeah. I, th- I think that's brilliant. Uh, now, of course, there are school districts that are going to fight that. Juxtapose that against California. California legislators there, Democrats introduced a bill last week allowing for preteen vaccinations without parental consent. 12-year-olds. That's what the left really wants to do. Yes. And it's very, very interesting. I've heard comments from the left. They're basically saying that uh, really the kids, well, somebody on MSNBC said the other day, a commentator, that the kids really don't belong to the parents. They belong more to the state. Yeah. Now, that was in the context of schools? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That parents shouldn't have that right. I think it was reaction to the mask. But there's the difference. Can you imagine now you're a parent, mom and dad in California, your state government is telling you, stay out of this parent. If we feel that your kid, 12 years old and older should be vaccinated, we're going to do it without you knowing, without you knowing. Now that is a bill that has been proposed. Yes. But let me just tell you in California, it is the world of anything can happen mm-hmm. and it's never in a good way. No, it's always in this kind of way. So I would not be shocked to see that pass in California 
And then Governor Gavin Newsom, yeah. in between apologizing for calling criminals gangs, <laughs> that he'd sign it. Yeah. You know, but to Tim's point, you know, California, you keep electing these people. Oh, yeah. They had a recall for Gavin Newsom. Yeah. And he won. And, he's, and he won with yeah. a higher percentage yes. of the vote than yes. when he yeah. was elected. Yes. I just. I, just, I love Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to tell There's you. There's so much to <laughs> caught up on. I know. You know. And that's part of it because on this show, Trivia Friday, we don't talk about this stuff on Friday. Saturday and Sunday, that's three days worth right. of stuff. It builds. It builds up. The craziness. Uh, just, uh, you know. Well. Well, you just, get, you just get tired of seeing these liberal progressive ideas fail over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And yet. And yet these Democrat politicians and these Democrat voters just keep, what's the old expression? You, 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 keep, you, you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. That's insanity. Yeah. That's the expression. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, that's what they do. And so, uh, unfortunately there is a, you know, a tie in to the rest of the country, uh, the blue cities, the deep blue cities, the blue States. I mean, they're, they do, you know. Uh, we have kids together, yeah, so to speak. Talking right. about red states and blue states, we have a lot that we uh, going on in our country, and and a lot depends on uh, the uh, the the decisions of red states and blue states affect the other. And and let's not forget, uh, I know what you say, Tim. Let's let's all three of us agree to have at least a little compassion on blue states. Because blue states are blue because they have deep, big, deep blue cities yes. in them. Some of these states, like California, well, like true. Washington, like you, they have New York, they have red areas, sometimes yeah, well, large red you areas. To, you talk to people from from Illinois who are outside of Chicago, they're quick to tell you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. Chicago's its own place. Yes. yes. Illinois is a good red state outside of. Mm-hmm. And we live under the tyranny <laughs> of Chicago. Right. Well, that's yeah. in a lot of cities. Look, Philadelphia, basically Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, but Philadelphia in particular, yeah, they, they, have, they have a lot of control over Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, Pennsylvania is Pittsburgh and Philadelphia with Alabama in between. <laughs> All right, we shall return with more of today's issues after this short timeout for news. Steve Jordahl will be with us. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.